All right, welcome to Geared Up. It's a special edition. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. All this week on the show, we are going to be talking about our favorite stuff of the year so far. 2017, all of the gadgets that really resonated with Andrew and me so far this year. It's the midway point of the year. It's a good time to do this. Absolutely. So we've got lots coming up, including phones, game controllers. I'm going to go outside the bounds a little bit and share a couple of my services, my favorite services. Favorite tech-related things that may not be a gadget. Absolutely. But for the most part, we're going to be talking here about hardware. And I want to start with something that's right here on the table in front of you, Andrew, and that is Circle. That's that's from my list. Yeah, Circle. Yeah, absolutely. This is one from your list that I'm intensely interested in because I'm a parent. I have a kid, like a lot of folks out there. And you're, I actually don't know a lot about Circle, so okay. why don't you explain it to folks who have, have never heard of it? All right. Well, Circle is a product by Disney, and it helps you manage what your kids do online, manage what they can look at online, and also see what they've been up to. So it's something that you connect to your home network. It's a physical device. You connect to your home network, and it has a smartphone app, and in the app, you can let it know all the devices that your family uses. So let's just say you have two kids. One is six and one is 13, for example. So you have your device, you have your the device of your spouse, let's say, and you have your devices of your kids. And everybody may have more than one device, maybe a tablet, a smartphone, etc. So in Circle, once you're setting it up, you can go in and say, okay, this child is five years old and Circle using specific filters will say, okay, for a five-year-old, this is what's appropriate for them to look at. And then for the 13-year-old, you give their age. And I'll say, okay, for a 13-year-old, they can see more than a five-year-old. Um, and so we'll kind of open that up, you know, open up more the internet to the 13-year-old than the five-year-old. So is this a device or a service? Device. So yeah, let's, can you take well, it out Well, it's both. It's both. You okay. didn't let me, you didn't let me yeah. get to all it right. All right, keep going. Andrew. So yeah, this is Circle right here, actually. I'll take oh, it so, out of the oh, box. So it's, it looks like a, like so a tiny little it, Wi-Fi right uh, yes. router or something. So it connects by micro USB. That's where it gets its power. And then it, and it, your, it then filters things for the internet, but it it does more than that. So it'll also give you reports. So at the end of the week or whatever, you can check in and say, show me what my kid's been looking at online. You have a report, all the websites, how much time they spend on each website, just for your, you know, for your knowledge. You can also do things like set schedules where, for example, for the six-year-old or the five-year-old, you don't want their devices connecting to the internet after, let's just say, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. is bedtime, so there's no reason for you for you to be online at 9 p.m. So just in case you're tempted to crawl out of bed and grab your iPad, it's not going to work. Same thing for anybody else. You can set schedules. You can also pause the internet for someone. So let's just say a kid gets in trouble and you don't want them online for a full week. You can go into Circle and say, okay, none of the devices can connect to the internet for a week. So in other words, what you're saying, Andrew, is this has built-in grounding. Built-in grounding, right there. <laughs> because what in, in this day and age, 2017, what is worse for a child than not being able to get on the, on the internet? Grounded, grounded they get from on YouTube. Online. They yes. want to see all that stuff. Snapchat. Um, and also, it's not just for kids. If you're trying to get everybody to the table and they're all doing their own thing on Thanksgiving, just pause the internet for everybody. So just internet pause done. No one can do anything. So this costs what ninety bucks? Ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine dollars. Okay. One one time price. Um, but they also have an add on service. It's called Circle Go. So the thing with these home network management tools is that they only work on your home network. So if your kid takes their let's just say iPhone to school, well none of the the Circle isn't at school, so. You know, they can do whatever they want to do until they get back home. But if you buy the Circle Go service, which is $10 a month, it will install a VPN profile on the phone. And then you can manage what that phone or tablet can do, iOS or Android, 
no matter what network it's on, whether it's on Wi-Fi or whether it's on a cellular network, you can all those same circle settings from home will now travel with those devices. Gotcha. But otherwise, this just operates on your home network. On your home network, $99 one-time fee. One-time fee. No service for that. No, no service. No, no service fee Correct. for that. Just, Correct. just something that you can do. Wow. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Like, it's something unique and different because a lot of, you know, parents these days, especially we're going into summer vacation, kids are going to be home. It's hard to really know what your kids are up to online. And this kind of gives you a level of peace of mind. Again, it's by Disney. So, you know, there's a, you know, it's a, it's a brand name that people trust. Obviously, Disney's been around. And also, Disney, you know, no matter what you think about them, they are a company who recognizes what's safe for kids. So, so is it going to be filtering the internet as well? It will filter the internet. So you tell them the age of the kids. So this kid is six. It will do filtering for six-year-old age-appropriate versus 13-year-old age-appropriate versus, you know, 17-year-old age-appropriate. Does it even go into the app? Because like one thing that I struggle with, my daughter's six, and there are some shows on YouTube that I'm comfortable with her watching, but it's very easy for her to get away from those shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you're not, if you're not like sitting there looking over her right. shoulder, which I recognize in an ideal world, I would be, but it's it's hard to do. So will this go into YouTube and, and filter out the content out. that way? I think it, so the thing with video yeah. is it, it does, Circle doesn't know, you know, it's like, it's almost like taking a picture of Braille. Right. Like you can take a picture of Braille, but you can't give that picture to someone who's blind and have them read it. So it can work based on the words on the page. So if the, if the title right. and the tags and the description lead it to believe that it's not something the kid should watch, that's a different story than, you know, if they just... You know, if the they content put, like, of my the birthday video. part exactly right, yes. exactly. Okay, so that's Circle. It's about a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Circle by Disney. I can see why this would be on your list of one of the coolest gadgets yeah. so far this year. Yes. All right, let's keep going down your list. That's what we're doing on Geared Up this week. We are running down our favorite devices of the year so far. We're going to keep going down my list. We're not going back and forth. We're yeah, going to keep we going can, down we my can talk about mine, but you know, I know I've my been somewhat derided for the my next pick. So I'm. But let, let's just <laughs> let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's go, go with you. With it. Let's, let's go, go with mine. you. I really like the concept of the Amazon Dash Wand with Alexa. You didn't, you didn't say concept earlier. You said you liked the Dash <laughs> like Wand it. as your fav, one of your favorite tech so, items of the year. So it's been out for a week. Yeah, I like it in part because, and I have not had a chance to use this at home yet. I've just used it in the office. <laughs> what? I've used it in the office, but pretty extensively in the office. And the whole idea with this is it's uh, about the size of a remote control. Yep. It's the smallest device yet to have Amazon's Alexa built in. Fully, right? F- fully, fully built. Full Alexa. Ex- except for you, you can't do music. That's okay. the one thing. Yeah, that makes but, sense. but the main thing is you're able to use your voice to reorder or order groceries. Mm-hmm. It has a barcode scanner. Um, it also will call up recipes. So they have a partnership with All Recipes, which is a Seattle startup. So it calls up a recipe and yeah. does what? So, l- 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 you? Yeah. So, you know, we can do this. We can do this right here. Right. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Give me a recipe for poached eggs. Welcome to All Recipes. Mm. Searching for poached eggs. I've found 74 results. My recommendation is Poached Eggs Capri's recipe. It has 4.5 out of 5 stars with dozens of reviews and takes 20 minutes. Would you like to hear the recipe details? Yes. <laughs> Here you go, guys. Description reads, a delicious dish inspired by Eggs Benedict with mozzarella, tomatoes. Ingredients. Ingredients. The main ingredients you need are white vinegar, eggs, English muffin split. So, so that gives you a sense for what the Amazon Dash Wand with Alexa can do. I mean, that's Would a, you cook a tiny like that, little though? device. Like, it's like, are you having to remember everything? Or it's, it's... 
yeah, so what I what I would do is I would order the items that I need based on that. I don't so, think I would necessarily cook with that. And so fact, I need a recipe. Here are the ingredients. Order those. Yes, and it'll get. Wow. Okay, that's cool. So that 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 is that's the dash wand with Alexa, and, okay. and it's got the barcode scanner like the previous dash wand. Now, what have you done with it? Have you ordered anything with it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, have you seen the uh, GeekWire cabinets? I've ordered <laughs> popcorn. I've ordered kind, full ki- now. kind bars. <laughs> I've ordered a lot of Diet Pepsi, which I've been teased about around the office. Oh. <laughs> I basically have been ordering all the things that I like as okay. opposed to the things okay. that everybody else likes. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, Let me see this. Yeah. So, the, the one catch is if you do it with the barcode, it mm-hmm. puts it into your shopping cart. If you, do, if you order food via voice, it just buys it. Because it's actually oh. asking you to confirm you want to order this versus just saying, oh, I'm scanning the barcode. So, and is this a device that orders from Amazon or from Amazon Fresh, or can you determine which one? I believe it's just Amazon for Amazon now, although Real. I think you might be able to hook, hook it in somehow to Amazon Fresh. I need okay. to do some research on that. Okay. Uh, but the primary function is with, with Amazon. And 20 That's bucks, right? 20 bucks, and then it's refunded in the form of a credit. Oh. Once you register it for the first time, okay. so you'll you'll get the twenty bucks. Back. I ordered one like ten days ago, and it's like we don't know when we can ship one. Oh, well, like that's how that's so how. So wait, you're making are. fun of this, and and you actually ordered one. For I'm not yourself? making fun of it. I'm making fun of you for saying it's one of your favorite things of the year when you've used it one time. Well, I'm that's not, what I've I'm used it many fun of. many times. As people on the radio show will know, <laughs> this, this, some folks will think that demo that I just did is a repeat of the last couple times. Okay, fair but, enough. Anyway, I, I I love this gadget in part because it's you know got Alexa built in. I like the concept. So you're an Alexa fan. I, I whoa yeah. yeah whoa I, no, you didn't you didn't like Siri or Alexa or Bixby or whoever the other <laughs> one was as of five months. Ago. Google uh, Home. No, I, Siri is just a pain in the butt. Oh, I'm man. sorry, Siri doesn't give me anything I need. But once, like, you can actually ask Alexa. And so the other thing you, you can do here is, how's the weather? Right now in Seattle, it's 62 degrees with cloudy skies. S- see? So I mean, there's okay. lots of stuff. That's cool. Who won the Mariners game? Currently, the Mariners are behind the Phillies, three to one at the bottom of the fourth. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, but we all have these in our phones that are with us all the time. you got to go find this in the drawer somewhere. All right, okay. All right, we are running down our favorite gadgets, no matter what Andrew thinks of them, (laughs) this week on Geared Up. We'll be right back with more after a break. All right, welcome back to Geared Up on GeekWire. We are counting down our favorite gadgets of 2017 so far. It's the middle of the year. Middle of the year. Todd Bishop here with Andrew Edwards. Andrew, we just got done talking about the Disney Circle. Yep. And also my favorite device of the year so far, which I'm getting teased for, the Amazon Dash Wand with Alexa. Right, and right. <laughs> let's, let's jump in. Let's talk about the smartphones because yeah. there's been some really interesting trends across these devices. Uh, the Galaxy S8 is, mm-hmm. is probably the most, the biggest example of this. Yeah, definitely. So Galaxy S8 is the biggest example. So for me, it's not just about the S8, though. It's the trend. It's what we're seeing, where we're seeing smartphones going, and it's, it's happening here in 2017. This is the year that we're seeing this big shift in smartphone hardware. So here I have the Galaxy S8 just as the example. And as you can see, like we've, we've talked about this one before, the bezels on here are super small. So you've got a small bezel on the bottom, a small bezel on top, and on the sides, it's pretty much the bezel is non-existent. So you get more in your hand, you get more reachability with your thumb, which is what kind of disappeared for a couple of years because these phones were getting bigger, but they were getting wider, and so it was harder to reach. Now they're getting thinner and taller. So you can see more stuff on screen, more on lists, web, web pages, et cetera, emails, um, but it's easier to hold in your hand. And so... Samsung's done it with the S8. 
LG's done it with the LG G6. We're seeing it from a lot of other Android makers as well. The rumor is Google's going to do it with the Pixel 2. And of course, Apple with the iPhone 8 will be doing something similar as well. So is this just kind of a tweak to what we're seeing here? Or does this enable new scenarios? Like I'm thinking augmented reality. When you have a really thin bezel, it really turns the phone into much more of an augmented reality device. It does. It does. I mean, in a way, yes. Like First and foremost, though, we're not going to be doing AR all the time. But just to be able to hold your phone in one hand and control it with one thumb, um, going back to that, it's usability. It makes it easier to use. And you're able to see more on the screen, as I said. So since it's a longer screen, it's 18 by 9 instead of 16 by 9, um, you can see more more of an email. More, If you're looking at Twitter, you can see more tweets on one screen. There's less scrolling you have to do to use your phone. Um, but yet, when you talk about AR, with the, the disappearance of the bezel, the phone almost melts away. So if you're holding up a phone, you know, and you and you have the camera open, it's almost like the phone just becomes a clear piece of glass, and you're looking through this clear piece of glass that can lay stuff on top of the real world. And that's another thing that is going to be huge here this year. Apple announced it at WWDC. They have their AR kit. Developers are already working on some cool stuff um, for both things like their smartphone and for tablets. So yeah, the the smartphone in 2017 is making a huge shift in both usability and for future technology like AR. Yeah. So that's a big deal to me. Yeah, of course, you've also got all of the interesting Skyview apps, for example, that are going to be really interesting with the full solar eclipse coming up. Oh, right. So, I mean, yes. this, that's where something like that, that, that exactly. to me is one of the most uh, fundamental applications of that kind of AR where you can basically hold the phone up to the sky and figure out what planets are what. And so yes. I think that's probably going to be really popular come August. That is cool. And on the flip side of that... With AR in the future, you'll be able to hold your phone or tablet up to the sky and create a solar eclipse in your phone that isn't happening in real life and see the effect of it. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, that's it's awesome. Okay. So good. So that whole trend in the phones, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about how that could play out in the iPhone 8 later on in that's the right, show. That's right. Okay. Speaking of phones, this speaking is where phones. I'm going to bend the rules a little bit. I realize okay. we're primarily talking about hardware. Tech. But I have to say... I was able to essentially create a virtual phone for myself with T-Mobile's Digits service. That's what it's for. This, That's what it's this, meant for, right? exactly right. This is essentially the portable number service. You can essentially install an app on your existing phone that gives you a second number. Right. Or you can make that number portable. So you can then take your existing number and have it work across a variety yes. of different devices. I'll, you know, the primary way I'm using this... I got to hear it. Let yes. Me know. So publicly, I am now using... Publicly, I am now using T-Mobile's digits number, my second line, okay. as my main line. So on the mm. website, uh, I'm, I'm going to put this on my business cards. Okay, uh, you know, on and I even put this into some public relations databases that I know I'm in already. I replaced okay. my existing number that I use with my family and friends right. with more of a public number. And so now, when somebody calls in mm -hmm. on that number, I know that they've gotten it not directly from me but from one of these services. And I know it's probably a spam call. But it's on your business card. card. They're getting it from yet, you. It's so on your business I have card. not yet put it on my business okay. card yet. So okay. maybe that is a flaw in my logic there. That said, I can control yes. who gets this number and I can control who gets my own personal number mm -hmm. and I can divide them up. And I know when they're calling in That's good. that it's probably not a call I need to pick up. Right, right. So it's a way of diverting. It's almost like a little spam filter. How for reliable phone. is... So basically what I'm asking is, have you ever received a text or call 
on digits that you didn't realize until later when you're like, oh, why didn't it ring through? Or does it just work perfectly? Not yet. No, okay. I've, it's, it's worked very well. The only like minor glitches I've noticed are, for example, when you set your voicemail, it's syncing it with the cloud okay. through the app. And so it takes a moment. It takes like a, a, f- a few more moments than it normally would to reset the voicemail to okay. what you'd want it to be. So you can re-record it if you Not screw it up. Not a big deal. No. So it's little stuff like that. But for the most part, I like it. And uh, it's it's a, essentially a, a service that allows you to create a virtual phone number that you can take with you or do different things with. So. Right. Which is cool. I think that's a cool thing. It's free if you have a T-Mobile with T-Mobile One Plus That's right. line. To get the second number. To get the second number. All right. In terms of the pure phenomenon and novelty, let's talk about my next favorite okay. gadget. And that is the Snap Spectacles. This is another one that you haven't used too much. I, I've, I've used but it's one of your favorites office. of the half I, year. I, I, it's one of my favorites <laughs> of the half year. I, I'm putting them on right now. Okay, you look cool. I look. They, they look cool, number one. Yes. Yes. They look a little Paul Schaefer-esque. <laughs> And I just love the concept of this being something of, you know, essentially a social tool that you can use out at a party. Yep. I've seen people do really interesting things on, you know, on online to basically yeah. show what they've taken with their their Snap Spectacles. I also I like the uh, the phenomenon of of how this has been rolled out through yeah. through the uh, the vending machines. Right. right now, it's finally available yeah. online. But yeah, that initial thing was, you know, it was it was. Word of mouth. It was yeah. getting people excited to to be included in something. So, do you so. use you use your snap spectacles all the time? I, well, I don't know if I would say I use them all the time, but I definitely use them if I'm going somewhere where I think it'll be cool to use them. So, like if I'm going to be at an event or something where I know like capturing stuff will be interesting to my viewers, I'll definitely yeah. still bring them. So they're not like just sitting in a drawer somewhere at this point. They're still, I think they're great. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's a little bit of a taste of our yeah, favorite snap gadgets spectacles. of the year so far. All right, so given that, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what our most anticipated technologies and gadgets are coming up for the In remainder the of the second half of the year, yes. Absolutely. You're listening to Geared Up, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Geared Up. We just got done talking about some of our favorite gadgets from the first part of the year, the first half of the year. That's right. Andrew, let's now look ahead because really when you look at the holiday season, that's when mm. things really start to, gets crazy. to come out. In this industry, it gets crazy. Holiday season, my favorite. So what are your top things to watch, the top gadgets that you're expecting to, and that people should be thinking about the top in the next things. half of the year? Well, the one that I'm probably most excited about, I didn't even put this on the list, Claire, is the iMac Pro. The iMac you remember Pro, this? by the way, Claire McGrain puts together the show every week. Yes, she week. does. Shout out to Big Claire shout out there to Claire. behind the scenes. And Brian Westbrook. Yeah, absolutely. So you remember the iMac Pro? They announced it at yes. WWDC. It's going to be $5,000 to start. It's the starting price. And the rumor is the top end is going to be like $13,000. So which are you going for? The five Probably or the, the lower end. Probably the lower <laughs> end. But because I, you know, I edit a lot of 4K video. I, do a, I have to do a lot of heavy lifting as far as what a computer can do. And so something that can connect at 10 gigabits to my home network, I'm, I'm actually rewiring my whole house for 10 gigabit, and I'm going to have 2 gigabit internet service wow. up and down. Wow. And I'm going to have all this power from the iMac Pro. 2 gigabit symmetrical two gigabit internet. symmetrical. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that crazy? Yes. From, and guess who that's from? Frontier? Comcast, believe no. it or not. What? Comcast. How'd you do that? Comcast has a new thing called Gigabit Pro. Okay. And it's synchronous, symmetrical, 2,000 megabits up and down. Okay. No data cap. Wow. Okay. What's up? So you're going to be using that with your 
iMac Pro. With the iMac Pro, which has a 10 gigabit Ethernet port on it, which wow. is pretty, pretty rare still, because usually it's one gigabit uh, Ethernet port on devices these days. So to have 10 gigabit, it's just, it's just going to be insane. Just, so I just imagine your house just like glowing, picking up and lifting off right. like a rocket. Like the <laughs> Apple Campus. Like the new exactly. Apple Campus, just it's taking the spaceship. off. It's like powered by yes. gigabit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <This is, laughs> I'm very excited. So okay. that, that's my thing, but that's probably not, that's not a mainstream thing, though. Right. That's that not is a mainstream. very high end. Yes. So as long as we're talking about Apple, one of mine is the iPhone 8. So iPhone I, 8. I've been on the iPhone 6S Plus now for about a year. Okay. I'm eligible for an upgrade to the iPhone 7 on mm-hmm. Jump, but I'm actually just going to sort just of waiting it out. I'm, wait, I'm going to wait That's it smart. out. Let my let my bill go down for you know pay it off. Let Nothing wrong with that. Wait for the iPhone 8. Are you sure? Are you making fun of me again? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. I was actually going to ask you I, when did you start with iPhone? Because if people don't know, it's actually we just passed the 10th anniversary yes, of the release of the very first iPhone. Did you start with that I, one? No, no. Really? I, I remember. I think I was about a year or two years in before I actually Interesting. got an iPhone. What were yeah. you using? Like a, like I was a Palm using Trio? A, no, I was using a. Uh, I did have a Palm Trio for a <laughs> while. I was using one of those LG flip up uh, messenger. You had phones. A sidekick? No, it was not a sidekick. <laughs> it was sort of a sidekick knockoff. Okay, the, it was not as good as a sidekick. The business sidekick. Yeah, the businessman yeah, sidekick. It was, it was like flip it up. I couldn't actually do email, but I could text really well because okay. I had a full QWERTY keyboard. Right, right. So one of those. Wow, interesting. I just assumed you were like iPhone from day one. No, no. Never. You're never done anything. You're I'm nothing the, from I'm day the, one. I'm the, I'm nev- the, the, the every man over here, Andrew. <laughs> I'm not I'm oh. not getting a 4K iMac with I got 10 you. gigabit symmetrical internet. It's 5K. 5K, whatever. <laughs> 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 I'm here representing the, the average person who can't really, you know, I got you. afford all these things. I got you. You. I'm like, you know, Mr. Moneybags over well, there. Well, <laughs> I mean, luckily I get review units sent in. Yes. Um, but, okay, no, the iPhone 8, though, I mean, yes. this is going to be a dramatic shift as well. We talked earlier about what Samsung did and what LG did. Um, coming this year, aside from the iPhone 8, is also the Essential Phone from Andy Rubin's new company, Essential. Um, and it's all the same. We're seeing these bezel-less devices. So, obviously, Apple hasn't announced anything yet. But once the leaks start happening, especially this part of the year where we're two or three months out from the announcement, we pretty much know what we're going to see. We pretty much know what we're going to expect due to all the part leaks that come out of China. And so we're going to see this iPhone that I think when you put it next to like a Galaxy S8, makes a Galaxy S8 as great as it looks today, like look old. Apple is going for a completely bezel-less look, including the top and bottom where Samsung has no bezels on the sides, but they still have them on the top and bottom. So Apple will just have a small cutout at the top of the display for the camera, but everything else is just going to be screen, which is, you know, we've never seen anything like that before. So it's going to be very impressive. And then again, you have to ask yourself, like when does the Apple augmented reality stuff truly come out? They showed some demos on iOS 11 and the ability for developers to essentially place objects on the real world. It's going to change things like how you do Pokemon Go. But like, When's the true vision for augmented reality going to come out from Apple? And and it would seem to imply with the iPhone 8, yes. without the bezels, that that's when you're going to start to see it. Absolutely. So, so any device that runs iOS 11 will be able to take part in AR stuff. And developers are already working on it. We've seen, if you actually um, go to YouTube and just search for AR kit, you'll see what developers are already working on. And it already already looks amazing. Um, you can use it with iPads, so, which gives you a bigger screen, which gives you kind of a different, you know, feel for it. But yeah, I think once the iPhone 8 is released, which will be three days after iOS 11 is released, because it's always been that way every year. So they'll release iOS 11, 
three days later, the new iPhone will come out. And so kind of in conjunction right there, which will happen in September, you're going to see day one, a whole bunch of these Air apps are going to be available. And I think it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be one of those things that's mind blowing, at least for the first couple of you know months, something brand new we've never been able to do before. Okay, that's the iPhone eight coming. iPhone out. eight. All right, and uh, so what else are you anticipating for the upcoming year? The rest other of thing the I'm year? anticipating is the new Xbox One X. Yes, just got announced at E3 a few weeks ago. A we supercomputer in a game console. Yeah, I mean, come on, we're, we're going to get true 4K gaming. We're going to get Dolby Atmos sound. Six teraflops of power for just five hundred dollars for five hundred dollars and compared to five thousand for the iMac Pro. that's right you can get 10 of those <laughs> you can get 10 of these um so I'm, I'm very excited about that one because i'm a gamer at heart um that's how you sort of got into all this if i remember correctly gaming no not necessarily i mean i i just i've always just loved just tech just yeah. gadgets in general um but i have always been a gamer um as far as back as i can remember and seeing the power that Microsoft is putting into this console and the fact that it's coming in just a few months, coming out in November, I'm super excited about that. That's going to be a day one purchase for me. But speaking of the yes. Xbox One X, first of all, are you buying one? Yeah, I, I probably. I, we've we've went through all this. I, I actually no. I'm gonna I'm gonna be getting the Xbox One S. Oh, see so you you got you you have my eyebrows raised yes, from. I was like, I you're buying one? No, no, the Xbox One S. Okay, okay. Well, let me show you something right here. So at E3, which is the cheaper current version, of right, it, yes. right, but it's still it's still great, it's better still than great. my current Xbox no 360. That's right, that's right. This is um these I have some controllers I wanted to show you from the Xbox Design Lab. Yeah, if you don't know what this is, you can actually go online now, um, and use their Design Lab online to design your own Xbox One controller, and you can design like every, pretty much every aspect: the back, the bumpers, the triggers. The, the control sticks, everything. And you can choose your colors. You can engrave it with your gamer tag or anything else you want to engrave it with the colors of the buttons. And um, I just want to see what you thought here. So that's the first one I made. Very cool. So it says Drew So I See, which that's is my gamer tag. gamer tag. That's, that's right. my gamer tag. Yes. And then, so that's the first one I made. I'm a big fan of the color orange. Yeah, that feels good. Feels yeah. good. Well, it feels exactly the same yeah. as any other one. But I mean, the visually though, this yeah. is not, this is not it a controller cool. you can buy in a store. Yeah. And then this is the one I made at E3. It just arrived. So I so you had to make it, and then you had to oh, wow. wait for it to come. So you can open that up and take a look. Okay, just to this write. This is a limited edition, as wow. you can see right on front. Made at E3 2017. Made at E3 2017. Two hundred fifty nine out of just a thousand. Yes, you can make a. They had a thousand people could make one, and then that was it. Wow. And so yeah. then can you sell this for more on the aftermarket? Is if someone wants my if someone wants my gamer tag on their <laughs> controller, then yes. So and if somebody out there slide so, into my DMs and let me know. So if somebody wants to get a, a custom Xbox One controller from yes. the Xbox Design Lab, what do they do? Just go to the Xbox Design Lab online, yeah. you search for it, and you log in with your gamer tag, and then it just takes you through each piece, like what color do you want your buttons to be? What color do you want your triggers to be? Do you want metallic or do you want, you know, shiny? Do you want rubberized grip or not? Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, it costs, the controller ends up costing roughly $90. Okay. So a, a regular controller is about 60 So for a $30 premium, you can really design it to be exactly how you want it to look. So if you're, if you're an Xbox gamer and you want something custom and cool, Xbox Design Lab. Very cool. All right. Last thing on my list, just briefly, the Super Nintendo. 
console, mm, the classic that's the mini. coming out. The mini. the mini, yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I, I, I love Why? this whole, I love the whole retro thing that Nintendo is doing. I, I love the fact that there's going to be a new game, right? A new there's game! A, a, an entirely a new A brand game. new game that is previously unreleased. Right. For Super Nintendo, which is weird and cool. Yeah. Star Fox 2. Right. Were you a Star Fox fan back in the day? I played day? a little bit. Okay. A little bit of Star Fox. So it was one of your favorite games of that half year then, <laughs> right? That half year. Exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, it's cool because this is a game that's, you know, people have been able to kind of download in bits and pieces, but it was never finished, so they were kind of playing this unfinished thing that was never really released. And now, if you buy this console, you get one of the 21 games is a game that you've never played yeah. before, which is, I think, a really cool kind of, you know, concept going back in time yeah all right so that is our recap of our favorite gadgets of the year so far in 2017 and mm-hmm. a look ahead so we got a lot to talk about coming up on future episodes that's of right up all right until next time i'm todd bishop i'm andrew edwards we'll talk to you next time on geared up thanks for listening to geared up the weekly tech and gadget podcast check out more of andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gear live and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com 